Cherry Hill Volvo, we have absolutely incredible offers and a plethora of both new and certified Volvos from which to choose. We are eager to offer amazingly competitive prices, plus an additional $1,000 Costco discount on all new Cherry Hill Volvos. When leasing or purchasing a new or certified Cherry Hill Volvo, you become a valued part of our team. Join Cherry Hill Volvo for the pricing and attention you deserve. I am Judith Krepnick, president of Cherry Hill Volvo. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Big trouble in Fulton County, Georgia, the case of Fawny's Fanny and Nathan Wade. And whether or not Fawny and Nathan were together prior to hiring Donald Trump, I'm going after Donald Trump, hiring him, hiring Nathan Wade to go after Donald Trump, the answer seems to be at least this. A reasonable person could certainly conclude these two were, and the clinical term here, I'm going to use the clinical term, uh, knocking boots. And they were knocking boots prior to Nathan Wade's appointment. Welcome back to the show. Glad you're here. Our fourth and final hour on Talk Radio 1210 WPHD on Twitter at Rich Zioli. It's Friday, Friday night. Hopefully the pizza's on its way and you and your family will have a great weekend. Uh, we will be christening the Zioli pizza oven this weekend. And let me just say for the record, building a backyard pizza oven is not that expensive. It doesn't have to be. And we still love supporting local pizzerias. We do it all the time. But it's, uh, it's my hobby. Like making pizza, making wine, making mozzarella. Not mozzarella, but mozzarella. Uh, cooking Sunday pasta. These things are my hobbies. I love to cook. It's what I love to do. Some guys golf. Some guys fish. Some guys play athletic competition type things. This guy, your guy, me... I like to cook, and we involve the kids with it. You know, the, the the saying, the family that eats together stays together, the family that prays together stays together. We usually, we always we always pray, you know, before we eat, eat dinner together, obviously. Sunday dinners are big in my family. And for Patrick, Claire, and Reagan, getting to take part in the process is a lot of fun. So they help me make the dough. They help me stretch the dough. They each get to make their own pizzas. It's like when we make pasta, too. You know, they get to stretch the, uh, the, the macaroni. You know, they stretch the noodles out and... It's, uh, it's a lot of fun. It's a very enjoyable thing. I also make wine, as you know. I make wine with my friends. We have to stay under the – they actually have laws about how much wine you can make before you uh, violate federal bootlegging laws. And I, I guarantee you, not a drop over. <clears throat> we never would make a drop over what we're allowed to make by law, obviously. Um, anyway, uh, 
it's fun. It's a lot of fun. It's my hobby. But like I said, it's not that expensive to do, and it it, it is uh, enjoyable. But the pizza oven has to cure, and you got to cure it for about a week. It's like when you cure a, a, um, a cast iron skillet, but much more in-depth of a process. Every day you have to fire it up for longer periods of time until you get it ready. You're getting the moisture out. You're getting it ready for the heat, the temperature, which is going to get up to about 900 degrees. For the true pizzaola Napolitan, uh, you know, requirements, if you were to make pizza according to the rules of, uh, of Napoli, which is where, of course, the pizza originates. Don't tell me China or any other nonsense. We all know it was Napoli. It was peasant food. It was peasant street food. Not fast food, like Greg Soccer said the other day, the scrazia. No, but peasant food. And, you know, you, they, a lot of times, like in Rome, they cut it with a scissor, you know, and they you get a piece. If you've never been to Italy, you should really go. I know Dom's doing a trip coming up. You should maybe join in with him. I will take the Zioli army back to Italy. I'm hoping maybe next year or maybe Normandy. I don't know. Maybe both. Maybe we'll do both. Why not? It could be a lot of fun. But anyway, I think doing things together as a family is very important. And for us and our family, Sunday dinners in particular are just huge events. I'm Italian, obviously. So, I mean, you know, whether it's we're making a gravy, last week it was an Amitriana sauce, Bucatini alla Amitriana, which is, uh, uh, it's got a spicier sauce. And to do that, you got to get good guancale, which is pig cheek. All right. If you can't find guancale, it's a little bit difficult to find. Uh, use pancetta. It's the lesser, but it'll still, you know, help you out in a pinch. A little crushed red pepper and boom, you got yourself a sauce. Delish, delicioso. Anyway, uh, and uh, cento olive oil, always with the cento. And the cento tomatoes, too, because you got to have the real stuff. You can't have fugazis. There's a lot of fugazis out there. Fugazi tomatoes, fugazi olive oil. There's a lot of fugazis. So you got to make sure you're doing the real thing. And I use the cento flour, the Anna, for my, uh, my pizza dough, too. Because it's the all their all their stuff is 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 the real deal. You're not gonna you're not gonna get any fugazis with that. Years ago, I remember there was a story how the uh, the Italian mob. I, I know it's shocking that they actually uh, still exist, right? The Italian mob was having uh, a lot of their uh, like the, the the tomatoes that were labeled San Marzano weren't really San Marzano, and there was a whole big thing about this and. I said at the time, what happens is that, you know, the, the, they go over to Italy and they say to the guy, they're like, uh, hey, are these the San Marzanos? And the guy goes, uh, yeah. You know, he pulls a Frank Pantangeli. He's like, yeah, San Marzanos, the real deal. And uh, you get them back to the States and you find out that they're not they're not really San Marzanos. So Cento takes the time to make sure that it's the real deal. But I use the Anno, uh, the Anna Tipo 00, type 00 flour. That's what you got to use for a wood-fired pizza because you're getting the oven up to about 900 degrees. And if you're doing that, you got to make sure that the flour the, 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 can withstand it because – Pizza is the ultimate peasant food. Like I said, it is the it is the ultimate street food, the ultimate peasant food. But if you use other kinds of flours, you'll you'll dry it out at that temperature. So if you're making it in the oven, they have two different kinds of of Anna Tipo Zero Zero flours. One is in a red bag. Use that if you're making it in the oven. Use the blue bag if you're making it in the wood fired pizza oven. All right, that's your pro tip for the night. You're welcome, America. It's the least I can do. The least I can do to help you. But make sure you get the real deal. You got to use quality stuff. Can't stress that enough. You don't want fugazis. No fugazi tomatoes. Speaking of fugazis, uh, you know, these laws now to ban gas-powered vehicles, like in New York City, for example. Mayor Eric Adams pushing this. They're coming after your lawnmower. They're coming after your leaf blower. They're coming after all these things. 
And the thing about these people that just just annoys the absolute heck out of me is they're they're not letting the free market dictate this. What they're doing is they're passing laws to mandate to shift the economy away from gas-powered vehicles by essentially making them illegal or so cost-prohibitive that you can't buy them or undercutting the price of EVs with government subsidies. And it infuriates me. And that's the big story of the hour brought to you by our buddy, Dr. Mike Venaria. Go see him today for your perfect smile. VenariaDental.com. V-A-N-A-R-I-A. VenariaDental.com. Dr. Mike is the man, a great friend of the show, and he will give you the perfect smile. VenariaDental.com. Here's New York City Mayor Eric Adams talking about canceling gas-powered vehicles. Uh, I want to talk with EV piece first. Uh, you just put out a job creation plan. Part of that includes EV infrastructure. And you're doing, though, that at a time, in truth, when a lot of the major car manufacturers in the U.S. are actually pulling back on some of their EV ambitions. Uh, EVs are here. Electric vehicles are here. And they're going to be here. Uh, you're going to see a lot of laws shift and change to move away from fossil fuel. Uh, they're here. The problem is that if you build it, they will come. And the building is the EV charging stations. And so we have a real win-win here. If we uh, proliferate our cities with the charging stations, number one, you can employ uh, many uh, 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 in, in, individuals who know how to install them, to prepare them, to fix them, to manufacture them, it will be a real job growth in the process. Then it's a win for our economy. We know our economy right. our economy can take this boost and our environment, uh, we, we were moving in the wrong direction in our environment. I think that EVs are the way to go. We're going to continue to expand, faster charging. The technology is getting better and better as we continue to use it more and more. That's by the way. That's not that's not the economy doing anything. That's the government infusing something with money. That's not job creation. The government doesn't create jobs. If the government gives money for people to get jobs, it's not creating jobs. That's not a job creation. The private sector creates jobs. This is the private sector does. But again, this is you know this is Eric Adams. This is the guy who's trying to give away uh, free money to illegal immigrants. Ten thousand dollar debit cards, and he's justifying it. You know, oh, this is a efficient process. I don't know about you, but I'd love a nice prepaid debit card to be able to buy my Cento tomatoes, wouldn't you? I'm sure you would, right? Absolutely you would. One of the things you are doing uh, is an experimental program uh, to provide debit cards with cash on the card. Uh, This has created enormous controversy in the city among uh, some taxpayers who say, why are we paying and giving out this money uh, to these migrants? And isn't this only going to encourage more migrants to come to New York? Yes. And the reason is created such controversy is because how it has been reported and distorted. Here's what we're doing. We are required to feed migrants and asylum seekers as well as everyone else in our homeless system. Uh, about 40,000 are in the homeless system that are not migrant and asylum seekers. We're required to feed them. We're required to feed them. That's it. We're required to feed them. Well, you know, so so there you go, taxpayers. Suck it up, all right? And then people hear that, and then they think, if I come to America, well, they're going to feed me. They're going to house me. They're going to close me. They're going to do all those things. So great. Come to America. You'll be taken care of in every single way. I mean, this is the reality of what we're talking about. This, this is the the absolute uh, nonsense of the current Democrat Party right now that you have a, a Democrat party that is looking to encourage people to come to this country illegally. And, of course, Biden yesterday saluting a tree, walking, shuffling, like he just escaped from the, uh, from the Arkham Asylum old people wing. 
And then he's got the, the, the border guards trying to, like, hold them. It's like they're escorting pops back to dinner, you know? It's like, come on, we got Jello, Jello and pickleball. Like, he could play pickleball. Stop it. Stop it, you crazy kids. I'm just kidding, Stu. Stu Bykovsky. I know Biden wasn't just saluting a tree. He was also saluting the birds in a tree, obviously. Probably the birds and the bees. But I tell you, it's uh, it's fascinating right now, the craziness in the Democrat Party. You know, the Pentagon hosted a, um, a, the United States Air Force Academy hosted a transgender Pentagon official to host a, uh, to give a speech on on inclusion, a symposium on inclusion. This is what our Air Force is, is prioritizing right now. It's not, it's not winning wars. It's not, you know, kicking ass across the world, making sure that America, I don't, not that I want America to be doing that around the world, but I want the world to think we can, at least. Instead, our enemies look at this and they laugh at us and go, Wow. When you're not when you're not uh, working on making sure that people don't say the words manpower or 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 mother, you you have these kind of inclusion seminars. And this is why our enemies are laughing at us. Take a listen. All too often, I hear leaders talk about providing. Every- this is a man identifying as a woman in an Air Force outfit um, giving this speech here. One with dignity and respect like it's an aspirational goal. That's not good enough. Dignity and respect is the bare minimum. It's the floor of where we can be. We must set our sights higher and focus on intentional inclusivity because there are still far too many people out there, not just LGBTQ individuals, that feel marginalized, shut out, or discriminated against. So for all of you out there, I ask you to set out your symbols of pride Share your pronouns in your email, particularly if you're a person who doesn't think they need to. Initiate difficult conversations about racial and gender barriers and share a bit of your vulnerability in a way that draws others in. You all have the power to take intentionally inclusive actions to ensure the multiple perspectives that we know make us stronger as we devise winning warfighting strategies get heard. War winning strategies. Is that the new, is that the new uh, nomenclature the left's using? War winning strategies? Why does the left always have to come up with, 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 with just more words than necessary? You ever notice that? Everything with them is more words than necessary. War-winning strategies. This is why our enemies are laughing at us, by the way, because this is our priority right now. Inclusion. Inclusion and diversity. Diversity, equity, and inclusion. So someday when we're all uh, waving the uh, Chinese red flag in our, uh, at our, outside our homes, like they proudly did in San Francisco to welcome their true leader, Xi Jinping, Remember the reason why, okay? Remember the reason why, because our military decided to focus on DEI over war-winning strategies. Because we have to have diversity, inclusion, and equity when we're developing war-winning strategies. And make sure that everybody in that foxhole, you better have the appropriate amount of DEI representatives. Because if I find out there's just four white dudes in that foxhole, we have a real problem. Better be at least four white guys, two transgender women, uh, two LGBTQ plus plus IA, every letter of the alphabet, individuals, um, I, I, a dwarf, I, li- I don't know if that's the correct term, an, an obese person, and and obviously you can't just have, they can't all be able-bodied people either because that would be discriminatory as well. All right? Okay, good. You know who's a disgrace, a disgrazia, as I said? Nikki Haley. 
She's the worst. I mean, she is the worst. I'm so tired of this of this uh, of this person, this fake, this fugazi Republican. Nikki Haley is arguing that the Supreme Court should quickly decide against Trump because no president should ever be above the law. Nikki Haley once again invoking the parlance of the left, sounding exactly like a Democrat, exactly like a Democrat in every single way, shape, and form. Listen to this. We are just four days away from Super Tuesday when GOP voters in 15 states will pick a nominee. The last person standing in the race against Donald Trump is Nikki Haley. She hasn't won a contest yet, but today she announced she raised $12 million in February. Joining me now is Governor Haley. Thank you so much. It's great to see you in studio. Uh, I want to start with what's happening Uh, with Donald Trump today. He's back in Florida for one of the federal cases against him. Meanwhile, another, the January 6th case, the Supreme Court announced this week that it would hear arguments in April about whether or not uh, he will get his push for immunity. So this means that there's a very good chance that the trial, if it does go forward, won't happen until either right before or even during or maybe even after the election. Should the Supreme Court expedite this? Well, I think the Supreme Court should hear it because we do want to look at immunity. No president should ever be above the law. And, you know, we've never really had to clarify this before. And I think it's important for the Supreme Court to clarify it. You know, would we like to see things go faster? Of course we we would. But do you think the judges and the lawyers are going to have that happen? I don't know. I mean, wait, 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 wait. No presidents above the law. What did Trump do wrong exactly, Nikki? What did Trump do wrong on January 6th? Nobody has really actually articulated that fact yet, so I'd like to know. What did Trump do wrong? And the Supreme Court is expediting this. They are The, the, the courts are moving at a break, breakneck pace. Uh, I'm sorry that Jack Smith is disappointed by that fact, that it's not moving fast enough for him. The courts are actually moving in a big, big, in a, in a, in a record pace right now to go and try to resolve all this. Give me a break. But don't forget something here, and that is that, of course, of course, the courts are going to find that the president has immunity from criminal prosecution. And they all know this, too. They know this. But the media is in the tank for Nikki Haley and Joe Biden. Oh, did you hear them cover for uh, for Joe Biden's uh, mental health? Yes, of course. Uh, no, no skepticism by the big three networks of ABC, CBS and NBC. They all invoke state run media to do their thing. And acknowledge that Joe Biden is as fit as a fiddle, fit for duty. Listen to this little compilation put together by our friends over at Newsbusters. President Biden undergoing his annual physical amid this presidential election year where age has become an issue for some voters. Selena, the president's doctor, saying he is, quote, uh, fit for duty. That's right, David. The president's doctor giving him a clean bill of health, saying today's exam found no new concerns. He calls the president a healthy, active, robust 81-year-old male who remains fit to successfully execute the duties of the presidency. Now, today's exam did not include a mental fitness test. The White House saying the president's doctors have determined he doesn't need one. And today, the White House telling me that the president proves his cognitive abilities every single day by doing his job. And we are learning new details tonight from President Biden's annual physical. The commander in chief's doctor says the 81 year old is, quote, fit for duty. The report said the oldest president to hold office is healthy, active, robust and occasionally coughs due to acid reflux. Ah. It said his stiffened gait was the result of arthritis, a previously Mm. broken foot and neuropathy in his feet. In a letter released by the White House late today, his doctor saying he is fit for duty without any exemptions or accommodations, noting he is receiving new treatment for obstructive sleep apnea and recently had a root canal. The president was asked about his medical visit today. 
As doctor says the president is fit to serve. He found no new health concerns over the Great. last year. He did say that the president is, quote, a healthy, active, robust 81-year-old. The annual exam did not, however, include a mental fitness test. His no. doctors didn't think it was necessary. No. And the White House argues the president passes a cognitive test every day uh. just by doing his job. Well, president thank Biden you. was declared fit for duty and overall healthy you, I mean, do you, is this doctor. Is this not a hysterical? This could be China, right? There is nothing different than Dear last leader, year. Dear leader, he's so healthy. Biden's gait has stiffened because of oh. age-related wear and tear of his spine. Nancy, are you hearing that people were surprised that he was not asked to take a cognitive test? Is that just no big deal now? No big deal. I think people were wondering about it, but uh, apparently, according to his personal doctor and a neurologist, they didn't believe it was necessary. So he had a, oh. a whole host of other tests and examinations, but that was something they didn't feel that they needed to look at. In fact, the White House press secretary says he gets a cognitive test every day in the Oval Office. Every day. Based on the job that he does. Not, Thank not quite you. the same. Not quite the same. Not. And the American people, they don't have MDs, but they yeah. will evaluate that latter test that Nancy was talking about. Exactly. There. Right about that. Exactly right. Yeah, but I wonder if the media could actually, I don't know, I don't know, what's, what's the term for it? I don't know, investigate? Maybe do some investigative journalism on all this? All right, the case of Fanny's Fawny and Nathan Wade and uh, what's going to happen with that as the closing arguments have wrapped up officially today. And, uh, yeah, we're going to see if she will be disqualified next week. Next week as a district attorney in Fulton County. So I'll give you all my analysis of that. Plus, the media doing their thing again and blaming Donald Trump for killing the border bill, which was not about our border. It was about sending money over Ukraine's border. But what do you expect from the corporate mainstream media? Nothing but to just carry the water for this administration. 855-839-1210 on a Friday night. Wait till you hear Mayor Eric Adams say, no, I don't think Joe Biden should reverse any of the immigration executive actions he took, which undid all of Donald Trump's executive actions. Straight ahead. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Trick responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. The Zioli Show on your schedule from Talk Radio 1210 WPHT in the free Odyssey app. The case of Nathan Wade and Fawny's Fanny and when they started and the clinical term knocking boots 
It's uh, wrapped up, the closing arguments, and the judge will make his decision, and I believe he will disqualify Fannie Willis uh, in due time. But you know what's amazing, though? Just getting back to the immigration thing for a second, there's, there's two very important things I want you to note. Number one is, again, the media doing what the media always does, which is to blame Donald Trump for killing the border bill, which was not a border bill. It was about sending our money over the border in Ukraine. And New York City Mayor Mayor Adams, let me try that again. New York City Mayor Eric Adams, who has been complaining over and over again about the influx of illegal immigrants into his city, but doesn't want to see any of the executive orders that Joe Biden has put in place, which undid all the executive orders of Donald Trump, which actually kept the border secure. He doesn't want to see any of that reversed. None of it. Take a listen. If you want to come here for a better life, come here. We want you to come. Then he rescinded, what, 90 executive orders uh, at that time. I mean, it's clear where the 7.2 million, I, I think we can at least ascribe some uh, cause and effect to those comments oh, and getting rid of all wimp. the executive orders. Yes. Do you think the president could reinstitute, some, put some of those executive orders with the sign of a pen back on? And would that help? Would you urge him to do that to, uh, to the, help your situation? The most important thing I believe we could do during this crisis is allow people to work. Uh, everyone who passed uh, through the Statue of Liberty uh, came here, and even if it was a menial job, it gave them the dignity and respect that everyone that here, here uh, deserves. They came uh, here President- legally through the Statue of Liberty, uh, Mr. Mayor. So the answer is no. He's not looking for Joe, Joe Biden to undo any of the executive actions that led to the wide open border crisis. Never. No, not looking to do any of that stuff. It's all good. Don't you worry about it. It's all fine. And the media, once again, carrying the water for Joe Biden, blaming Donald Trump. Good morning, Michael. Well, in these blaming Donald Trump visits for here the border today, President Biden and Donald Trump will outline their very different visions for mm-hmm. how to tackle this immigration crisis. The president is expected to meet with Border Patrol and local this law enforcement and to good. once again blame Donald Trump for tanking that bipartisan border deal that would have included some of the toughest reforms in decades. That legislation would have imposed stricter asylum restrictions, included daily limits on border crossings and billions of dollars in new funding for security, but Donald Trump pressured Republicans to kill that bill to deny President Biden a political win. Donald Trump is also eager to run on this issue in November. He is already promising mass deportations if elected and ratcheting up his rhetoric. Today, Trump and Biden will make their case as they both look to own this issue in November, Michael. Amazing, Good morning, right? Michael. Well, in these rare dueling visits here to the border today, I, I, President I, I love Biden the, and Donald I, I love, Trump. I'm sorry. I, I, I love the. Um, thank you for that. I love the whole notion of how uh, Biden's going to blame Trump, and the media doesn't come back and say, "But actually, in reality, people were trying to kill this bill long before Donald Trump weighed in on it." Because again, they don't do any fact checking. They don't do their job as members of the press because they're there to push the narrative. Exactly like Bill Maher said. The media in this country, the corporate media, is there to push the narrative. That's what they do. It's what they do. Now, you should also know, by the way, today, a guy uh, pled guilty in federal court to giving a Mercedes-Benz to Senator Bob Menendez of New Jersey. Businessman pled guilty today in the bribery case and agreeing to cooperate. Jose Uribe admitted providing a Mercedes to Senator Robert Menendez, a Democrat, to challenge or to try to influence an official act. Mr. Menendez, of course, has pleaded not guilty. He's a former New Jersey insurance broker, charging what prosecutors have described as a broad bribery scheme involving Senator Bob Menendez, and he pled guilty on Friday in Manhattan. 
Mr. Uribe has been accused of providing Nadine Menendez, the senator's wife, with a Mercedes-Benz in exchange for Mr. Menendez's efforts to intercede in an insurance fraud investigation in New Jersey. As part of his guilty plea, he also agreed to cooperate fully with prosecutors in their investigation. According to a former plea agreement signed by Mr. Uribe, his lawyer and prosecutors in the U.S. Attorney's Office for the Southern District of New York. He's expected to truthfully and completely disclose all information with respect to the activities of himself and others concerning all matters about which this office inquires of him. So it's uh, it's coming down for, for a gold bar Bob. Coming down to the wire here, he admitted providing the car to Mr. Menendez with the intent to influence an official act as he pleaded guilty to seven counts, including conspiracy to commit bribery, honest services, wire fraud, obstruction of justice, and tax evasion. And sentencing is uh, June 14th. So, uh, it's not good. Not good for Gold Bar Bob. Now somebody's turned around and said, you know what? I did it. I'm part of this. And the guy is guilty of sin. But we've always known Bob Menendez was guilty of sin, and they knew it too. The only reason why they went after him, I told you this, is because uh, Bob Menendez had the audacity to speak out against the Iran deal. He did did so when Obama was president the first time, and he's doing so when Obama's president now too. And for that reason, they decided to go after him. They decided to go after him, and that's the only reason. They knew the guy was corrupt for years. Everybody in New Jersey politics knew it. I'm telling you, you know, I'm still I mentioned this earlier in the show today. But I'm still very fired up over the fact that they have arrested a journalist, Blaze Media investigative investigative journalist taken into FBI custody for his reporting on January 6th. Steve Baker, investigative reporter for the Blaze, taken into custody, told by federal authorities to wear shorts and sandals when he turns himself into the FBI tomorrow morning. Uh, this is a tweet from Glenn Beck. Take a listen to this. This is oh, this is amazing. It's just uh, so. Mentally, how are you? I have my moments. Um, I'm okay. I'm, you know, I've had I've had over two years to prepare for this. I've game planned it all out in my head. Um, I'm not going to sleep tonight. I'm not even going to try. Uh, it's, it it is my way anyway, and so I'm just going to you know prepare, pray, and uh, and then I'm going to put on my suit and tie. Good for you. And walk in with my head up. Good for you. Good for, I mean, I just, it's, uh, my heart breaks for this man. He's a journalist doing reporting on January 6th. We have an administration here that has turned the Justice Department into a police state, as you know. And this police state of America, where we have, if you make an allegation against the President of the United States, even though you were a confidential human source for the FBI for 10 years, you get arrested and the corporate media cheers it on. Imagine, I guess they just here. imagine if Donald Trump's Justice Department arrested somebody who made an allegation against the Trump family. Can you imagine the outrage, and rightfully so, from the corporate media? Nope. In this case, they're cheering it on. Good. Get that, get that Russian, get that Russian plant without doing any due diligence to find out if the government's claim is correct or not. And obviously the only reason, and there's an active criminal investigation, I mean, there's an active criminal case against Hunter Biden in court. And instead of the media turning around and going, you know, this really may complicate the government's efforts here to find justice against Hunter Biden, they turn around, they cheer this on. They cheer this on. This is great. They're thrilled. They're happy about it. We do not have a media in this country. We have, as Bill Maher said, a group of people who are there to push the narrative. And that's why if you want the truth, you got to listen to talk radio. At least me. No, but our station, I mean, you got to listen. You got to go on the Internet. You got to find the sources you trust, the people you like, you, and, and the clips and the, and the stories that they post. You have to. 
because it, the corporate media is out for one reason, and that reason is, of course, to push the narrative of whatever the Democrat Party wants and the government wants, too. That's what they do. I mean, that you, you can't get away from that fact. We, we have state-run media in this country, and we have a police state justice department. That's what it is. That's what we have. There's no doubting that. There's no denying that. There's no coming back from that. All right, quick break. We'll come right back. Uh, encore presentation of the interview I did earlier today uh, with Cliff Maloney, How We Win Pennsylvania. This is incredibly important for you to hear. It's our game plan for how we can win Pennsylvania in 2024. So incredibly important. On this Friday, don't go away. Thanks for listening to the Seoli Show podcast from Talk Radio 1210 WPHT and the Odyssey app. It's the Rich Seoli Show, live from the Cherry Hill Volvo Studios, where relationships matter. Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Hearing right now of Fonnie Willis and Nathan Wade going on. Willis is at the hearing. If she takes the stand, we will certainly bring that to you live. No question about it. Um, it's a bit. It's a big news day for a Friday. Uh, journalists arrested. Catherine Harridge being held in contempt of court. Um, so much to cover. Trump left court in Florida. So we're all over it for you. But we got to win Pennsylvania. That's the key. Welcome back to the show on Twitter at Rich Zioli. And the big story of the day today brought to you by my buddy, Dr. Mike Venaria, VenariaDental.com. Go see him today for your perfect smile. Two locations to serve you right over the bridge on um, right over the bridge in Cinnamonson and Woodbury. Dr. Mike Venaria, VenariaDental.com. We got to win Pennsylvania. If we don't win Pennsylvania, we're not going to win the presidency. Dave McCormick's going to be on the show later today. He's got to win the U.S. Senate seat. How do we do it? Can we do it? I know there's a lot of cynicism out there. Especially as we have questions regarding ballots and Democrats voting from the dead. Here to talk about it with me, my buddy Cliff Maloney Jr. He is founder of the Pennsylvania Chase, and it's great to have him on the show today. Cliff, my man, good to see you at CPAC last week. Rich, always a pleasure. Thanks for having me today. Hey, by the way, I got to ask you, uh, did you see any Nazis at CPAC when you were there? <laughs> Only the left-wing media telling us they were there, but no, I did not happen to see any of them. <laughs> I tell you, man, I was there for four days. I didn't see a single Nazi. I saw a lot of other things that made me uh, my head turn, but not not any Nazis. Yeah, I know it's always good to come together and kind of talk through, uh, you know, strategy and see a lot of the big names and get people excited. Um, but it is quite funny when you when you see how they spin it and they always pull, you know, some fringe character, some fringe comment and make it out to be that the whole event was about that. You know, not all the, the great work that people are trying to come together and do. And the guy that they're talking about was not a CPAC attendee, was not a speaker, was not on a panel. He was just some dude at a bar in the Gaylord Hotel, which is a huge, massive hotel open to the public. And they used that guy to say that it was like a, like a Nazi convention. These people in the media are the absolute freaking worst. They, they really are, Cliff. Yeah, no, and it's I, at this point, I kind of get a laugh out of it, right? You, you kind of see what they take, how they spin it. And I think the best part, Rich, though, is so many people are just waking up to just the constant barrage of nonsense. You know, any story over, I mean, really any major story uh, that you saw uh, put out there over these last, I would say, four to six years, 
I mean, public opinion on it, I kind of like where we're headed. Most people realize that it's just a bunch of baloney. So Cliff Maloney, tell us about the Pennsylvania Chase, PHase.com. Tell us about your project. Yeah, so I told you last time I was on the show, you know, we've launched the Pennsylvania Chase as an effort to really combat what I would call uh, a failure for Republicans, uh, myself being a Republican, so I'm owning up to that, but a failure for Republicans to match the Democrats' tactics at mail-in ballots. So as your listeners know, Pennsylvania now has 50, that's five zero fifty 50 days of mail-in ballots. And as much as I love voting on Election Day, um, the rules that we currently have, you know, allow for Democrats to pretty much say, look, we're going to have 50 different election days. And Republicans, you know, since 2020, we've said, hey, everybody focus on Election Day. Well, that's one opportunity, you know, so we're down 50 to one in terms of opportunities to vote. And so after the 2023 election, uh, we realized that Republicans are averaging 20 percent of all statewide mail-in ballots. Let me say it one more time. Of all the mail-in ballots, when you look at them, 20 to 80 is the actual breakdown of Republican to Democrats on average. And so what we're doing, Rich, is very simple. We're going to put a whole team of people out there, about 100 to 120 paid activists. We're going to knock on 500,000 doors in the final 50 days. And our objective is to get that 20% number to jump up to 33%. We think that's how Dave McCormick becomes competitive. We think that's how Donald Trump becomes competitive. And that's how we think we win Pennsylvania again. This is a roadmap to winning Pennsylvania, which I'm telling you right now, Cliff, mark my words. I said this in 2020, said this in 2016. Whoever wins Pennsylvania wins the presidency. No doubt about it. I think Trump can win. And I love the fact that Dave McCormick does not have a contested primary. Everybody's rallying around him. So his, he's laser focused now on going after the lesser Casey, Bob Casey Jr., but let's let, let me ask you this question first and foremost, because somebody listening right now is going, I don't want to do mail in ballots. We shouldn't have to do mail in ballots. I, everybody should have to vote on Election Day. That's the way it should be, period. So my first answer to them would be I 100 percent agree. Right. A lot of people ask me, like, you know, Cliff, I feel like two years ago you were the guy saying vote on Election Day. That's right. Right. But I'm a former Pennsylvania math teacher. Rich. I'm here to tell you, I've looked at the numbers and the numbers tell me that we cannot win unless we adapt to the rules. You know, you mentioned Dave McCormick. This is why I'm excited about Dave. He understands this, right? His team is putting together an effort to get out there and get these folks to actually apply for these mail-in ballots. And let me, let me talk to you about one important thing that you said. If people think you're just going to take election day voters and move them to become people that vote by mail, that's not going to change the outcome. And the Democrats have understood and utilized this for the last four cycles. Here's what we need to do. We need to play their game, which is we got to go out there and find out of the, let's say, 9 million registered voters that are expected to be in Pennsylvania in the 2024 election. Out of those 9 million, there are at least a million of what I would call low propensity, disengaged Republican voters. The Democrats did the same thing with Democrats. We have got to go out there, find those folks, get them to request a mail-in ballot, because here's the thing. They're not going to show up on Election Day. As much as that's crazy for you and me and all of your listeners to hear, there are a million voters in Pennsylvania that aren't going to show up to vote on Election Day. But if they did send in the ballot, they're going to vote red up and down the ballot. That's the game we have to play. We've got to adapt to that. People like McCormick, 
Trump's team, they're all in on this. That's why I do think that Pennsylvania is in play, but we've got to match the Democrats with their tactics. Okay, so then I'll ask you this question. Is the Republican National Committee, now that uh, Ronna McDaniel's out, uh, thankfully, in my opinion, do you think, A, the Republican National Committee will give us the resources we need to be able to achieve this? Do you think the state Republican Party will give us the resources we need to achieve this? I think that Ronna resigning slash kind of being forced out is probably the first breath of fresh air that I have felt Agreed. as a Republican in Pennsylvania in probably the last four years. I mean, just since these rule changes. And here's why. I don't know what the National Party is going to do. I don't know what the state party is going to do. But it shows that there is a change. It shows that there's a signal or at least a message being heard. And this is a message from the grassroots. This is a message. I mean, I was out turning point with Charlie Kirk and Tyler Boyer. These are people we're partnering with when it comes to the Pennsylvania chase. Folks like Scott Pressler doing the work on the ground with us in Pennsylvania. Their voices, our voices, the people, the blue collar voters, our voices are now being heard. And so I think it's an opportunity. I'm not excited. I'm not saying I'm, I'm thinking we're 100 percent all set and ready to go. But I do think that Rana's resignation shows we cannot continue to lose. We cannot continue to fail to adapt without there being some sort of blowback. So this presents a new opportunity that hopefully the state, the national party, all of the grassroots groups can come together and say, listen, the rules that we want to have are not the rules. So what are the current rules? Let's play by the rules. Let's beat them at their own game. This shakeup at the RNC is a huge opportunity for every grassroots conservative, not just across the United States, but more importantly to me, right in my backyard in Pennsylvania. I love your enthusiasm, Cliff Maloney. I really do. I love your enthusiasm. PHA.com. How many you're looking to get now? I think what would you say? 150,000 activists motivated across the state. Is that right? So what we're trying to do is we will hire, this is what the left does. So we're matching them. This isn't some new secret sauce, right? We're going to hire a hundred to 150 full-time paid ballot chasers. hundred to 150, so not thousand. I'm sorry. I said hundred. Yep, yep, right, yep. Okay. But they're going to knock 500,000 doors targeting those low propensity disengaged folks that have requested a ballot. Now here's the other thing though, Rich, we need volunteers across the state. I mean, if people want to get involved, you know, yeah, we're going to have 100 to 150 that are paid, hardcore, round-the-clock folks, but we need volunteers. So any of your listeners out there that want to help us to talk to their neighbors, to use our data, to go out there and door knock and chase these ballots, go to PHase.com. You can sign up to volunteer. You can, you can apply to be a paid ballot chaser. But we need anyone with any type of conservative backbone in the state of Pennsylvania to go to PHase.com, help us by supporting or funding a ballot chaser, help us by saying you want to volunteer. We really need everybody to come together. I don't care who gets credit. I'm just trying to save the country. You cannot save America. You can't win the White House unless you win Pennsylvania. And we think the Pennsylvania chase is the program to get it done. You know, I, I as I'm listening to you and I'm thinking about a couple of things right, right off the top of my head, which is that uh, I'm also guilty of being one of those guys that waits until election day to vote. And I 
was at the election. I think I got I think I got to my polling location three minutes before it closed, and there was traffic. And had I missed that, had I got there at eight oh two, I would have been out of luck. This is an advantage for all of us. We have to think about it in that context too. Let's take advantage of this opportunity because we things come up, right? I mean, things come up on election day. You the kids get sick. You you have to work late. You're last minute. You have to go out of town. This is a good opportunity to take advantage of it. We both would love to have a situation where there can only be in-person balloting. I would love to be able to eat pizza every day of my life and not get fat. We have to live in the real world, not the world we want to create. We have to just <laughs> embrace reality, right, Cliff? We have to. And so what I, the other question I want to ask is this. How do we convince people on our side that they can trust that this is going to be okay? Because here's what I'm worried about. I'll tell you what I'm worried about, Cliff Maloney. It's this. Too often I hear people say, it doesn't matter, they're going to cheat, and we're going to lose. I heard that from somebody the other day who said, Rich, I used to listen to your show every day, but I stopped because I just believe that no matter what they do, it's going to be rigged, they're going to cheat, and that's the end of it. And I said, if you have that self-defeating attitude, then you're exactly right. We are going to lose. How do we convince people to, to shed that negative mindset, Cliff Maloney? Yeah, it's probably the toughest challenge we're going to face, Rich. And here's the thing I say to people. Politics is tough, right? It's a tough sport. And the problem I run into all the time is that Democrats push through it. And Republicans, unfortunately, make excuses. Now, I'm not talking about the voters. I'm not talking about the activists, right? I'm talking about the leaders, right? This is why Republicans don't hire ballot chasers, because it stinks. It's one of the worst gigs in the world. People want me to talk about it like it's this happy, you know, party and it's this easy gig. It's it's terrible. You have people slamming their door in your face. But Democrats realize it's worth it to push through. So here's what has to happen. Yes, it's going to be difficult. Yes, we have to try to convince Republicans. But I always tell people, listen, if you think that they're tampering with your vote and you think that by you voting early, you're giving them more of an opportunity. If they're tampering with your vote, they're going to tamper with your vote. I don't want to tell anybody in Philadelphia or Allegheny counties not to vote. That's not what I'm saying, Rich, but here's what gives me hope. When we look at our map across the state of Pennsylvania, you look at the entire Commonwealth, there are plenty of ballots in places that we trust those that are counting the ballots, and our folks don't vote. So once again, I'm not saying we ignore Philadelphia. I'm not saying we ignore Pittsburgh or some of these other cities. But what I'm telling you is, the reason everybody should have some optimism is it's not just those places that we would have to ha see some tremendous gains. It's not just there. There is so much opportunity. There's so much room for growth in all these other pockets that are huge, dense red pockets throughout Pennsylvania. And so if you're in one of these tough counties, it's, I mean, heck, if you're in Delco, where my entire family is, you might think, hey, it's run by Democrats, you know, it's a, Submit your vote. Get your vote in because Dave McCormick, Donald Trump, the statewide offices are relying on you and the pockets of red votes that we are going to bank. We're going to turn them out through this mail-in ballot operation. That's how we all come together. And if we can keep that optimism and push through it a little bit, get rid of the defeatist mentality, I think we can actually win again. But it's going to be a challenge to get people to be OK with that mail-in ballot process. 
Cliff Maloney, PHA.com. Check out the website. Help this man out. This is the blueprint to win Pennsylvania in 2024. PHA.com. Cliff, thank you, buddy. We're going to have you back on again because we got to get this done. Your optimism, your enthusiasm, your energy is going to help us in a big way. Thank you, my friend. Rich, always appreciate you being a patriot. You all take care. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 